Sophie. Hi, I'm Paul. And we are SP Film Viewers. Before we start the episode, I want to thank everyone who's listened to the show through the year. And we want to wish you a Merry Christmas! And a Happy New Year. <laughs> or ha- however you celebrate the holiday season. Even if you're spending it with time, with family, or just a nice, well-deserved break. Yes, very thankful for all you lovely people who have listened throughout the, the years, not just this year, but and supported <laughs> us in any way you can. And going on to people who have supported us, let's just say a big thank you to our patrons this year. Because I feel like they've been there throughout the year, they've supported us, they've been voting and helping us and listening to our content. So... Patrons we have got is my mum. Then there's our friend Gren, who you can find on Instagram under the name cgren underscore draw. We've got our podcast friends, Nico from the Good, the Bad and Weird podcast, Mark from 100 Things Learned from Film, and Ben from Film Vloggers. We then also have Alex, who is on Instagram under the handle Desperately Seeking Username. And then we've got his partner, Shani who is on Instagram under the handle SDOG. And then lastly, but not least, the wonderful Danny Jones, who's under Weight Loss Jonesy on Instagram, and his wonderful partner, who is our special guest for this episode, Emma, who is under the handle M underscore Hayton on Instagram. Yep. And I can't wait for everyone to just listen to this episode and really fully embrace it. It's going to be a good one. So if you want to become a Patreon, join us next year, then all you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash spfilmviewers and donate as little as £1 or $1.50 a month to do so, and you get to vote on a movie we watch once a month and get your name read out as we've just done. And if you'd be so kind as to go to check out some of the other episodes, not just Christmas ones, over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and wherever else you get podcasts from. And of course be really really nice if you left us a five star review over on apple podcasts spotify podchaser and wherever else they do the scoring system so if you haven't following us already then why not it is christmas after all so you need to be nice and generous and lovely so please do follow us on any social media platform so we're on tiktok instagram twitter threads under the handle sp underscore film viewers so hit that like follow subscribe button Yep, so thanks once again, and on with the episode. (laughs) (laughs) It's the season to be jolly and jolly, yes. Bye! (laughs) That's rubbish. Well, yeah, it's a time to be joyous, and we have a special guest joining us this time to talk about the Muppets Christmas Carol. We'd like to welcome friend and Patreon, Emma Hayton. Hello, here I am. Hello. Thanks for joining us on this. I know this is that you we've talked about this off air, and it's like, oh, that you were excited to the prospect of talking about this film. So glad to have you on it on our show i'm excited i do love muppets christmas carol <laughs> i don't feel like paul's gonna get a word in edgeways from this because me and emma can just literally vibe out about mm-hmm. Muppet christmas carols and paul just be sat there like nodding <laughs> but i've got some trivia facts that i can throw in now and again i think it's gonna be sort of that so you may, you may or may not know but we'll see how things go so We'll start with Emma. How what your relationship is with this film? Obviously, you've, you've probably seen it from a young age, and that's why you love it so much. Yeah, although when we were watching it, I didn't realize that when it came out, I was only about three. I think I grew up watching the yeah. Muppets. Nineteen ninety-two. Yeah, um, I thought it'd come out later than that, to be honest. But yeah, I I grew up watching the Muppets. I'd like go on VHS and things like that, and then. 
don't know. I, I from a very, very, very small age, I remember watching Muppets Christmas Carol every year at Christmas with my parents, and then mm-hmm. it's a one that I've just buzzed tradition that I've brought on now that I've moved out, lived with Danny and everything, and he because he'd never really watched it before, and I'm like, we need to watch it. It's Christmas. <laughs> I completely agree. I think it's one of those things. I've grown up well. The Muppets came out when I was born, basically, 1992, if that's the right. That's the film, yeah, the one the film came out, yeah. So I was one or zero, <laughs> depending on when it arrived. Yeah. And... <laughs> but it has always been there in our household. I can never not actually remember not seeing The Muppets Christmas Carol every year. My sister is absolutely obsessed. That's her, like, favourite, isn't it? It's her favourite Christmas film of all time. For me, this is, like, the best... Christmas Carol uh, kind of adaptation. It's got everything you need in in a nutshell, but it's not too dark and sinister. It's quite light and fluffy. And I just think it makes you feel all fuzzy and Christmassy inside. And I think that's what you want in a Christmas film. And you're you're really late to the journey. Yeah, it wasn't something I particularly grew up in, but I do remember, obviously I think it was when VHSs were a thing, but... yeah. You know, obviously, you ha- you, s- you still have them on, on, on DVDs and stuff where you, you kind of had, like, trailers before the film started on the disc or the, the tape, in this case, and seeing the trailer for Muppets Christmas Carol on that and kind of, like, the way it was edited seemed quite dark in a way, considering what... Obviously, it's the Muppets and it's all new of the Muppets, but I can't really remember when I first watched Muppets Christmas Carol, but from my... From watching versions with my parents has been two versions that we've kind of grown up with and there's one in particular we do tend to or what did when I was when I was with them at theirs over Christmas time and stuff where um that was more of a obviously the more traditional retelling of the the, the Christmas carol but this one is I, I definitely agree is more child friendly it's mm. not too sinister and Obviously, because it's got the the songs to go with it, it's a bit more upbeat and everything like that. Um, for for the most part, so yeah, it it just works, and I can't really. It's probably going to be difficult to say. There's 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 hardly anything to say like pick faults with. I don't can't see anybody not yeah. enjoy unless you don't like the Muppets. Who wouldn't <laughs> like the Muppets? Um, what is there any bad things to say about it? So this is interesting to yeah. Say if there is anything that we don't like at all. There's a few things I think that are after rewatching it so many times, and I think, oh, that's a little creepy, or like uh-huh. there's some really random bits in it where I think, oh, maybe that's not aged as well as it, you know, like other films. You can tell it's showing its age if that makes sense. Yeah. Do you mean like like the effects and or something or like that? Yeah, like the Ghost of Christmas Past. That doll is creepy. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She is yeah. weird. I've got a one fact about that I, that I bring up right now. With the effects of that puppet, it was a specific special puppet that was made and it was operated in a tank of water. That's why it's kind of got that, that sort of like oh. that, the way that the, the, the cloth and everything moves mm-hmm. and it's like green screened oh. for that. So that obviously to be put onto, superimposed onto the footage. So that's why it has that sort of ghostly apparition type of effect to it. So, yeah, but it is, I agree, it is a bit creepy. It's like a creepy doll type. Yeah. yeah, I think she's like the weakest one, isn't she? <laughs> it's a weird hand as well. When she's like, take, take my hand, I'm like, I could not take that hand. It's very odd looking. <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree. I think she's she's one of those ones where I always think, I forget about her. I th- I love. I absolutely love the Christmas present. Yeah. Come and know me better, man. And he's the big jolly guy, and he's oh, absolutely adore him. And just his ginger beard. And by the end, you can see him aging throughout. Yeah. And he just gives you that. I don't know. Jolly happy yeah. present. Jolly giant. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we don't want to talk about the <laughs> the Christmas yeah, future yeah. yet to come. Yeah. The Reaper, yeah. Every single one, always, even in the Muppets somewhat, the Christmas future scares me. Like, I remember when it being really, really little, and that used to absolutely petrify me, just because I think it's all to do with death, isn't it? And it's just quite scary. It's like the one in Scrooged, 
mm-hmm. where that's quite daunting and horrific. And then yeah, he's got like the I don't know. They open up the cape he, and there's like children the inside yeah, the, and the fa- horrific faces. Yeah, meld, melded together and all that kind of stuff. It's obviously meant to like be scary because like oh, what's to come and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And it's you know shapeless, voiceless creature. Yeah, and the fact. I think in this one as well because he doesn't have anything to say and it's just all done in like music and it's just very like ominous and oh, oh yeah I don't like either. <laughs> Should we go to the opening number because oh, I just the start of it already before we even get going we're like right okay we've got all those Muppets on the screen and there's so much going on when you watch it and I think I've noticed now re-watching it back, there's so much value that I've missed. So there's a funny line, and next time you watch it, Em, I really, really want you, unless you've already spotted it, you have to you have to look out for it. Fun. Because it probably made me laugh. And I don't know if I'm just over-exaggerating it now and mm. it's going to be sounding really mm. disappointing. <laughs> and it's to do with a cabbage. I think it's a cabbage, oh, right? Oh, it's a cut of vegetables. And they're going to like, oh, I'm being stolen. Yeah. Or something, or carted away or something. It was only this year that I actually listened to what the cabbages were saying. And I was absolutely in hysterics over it because it was like quite funny with the Muppets we were saying because also you've got a cabbage that's real or talks. Yeah. Should I say? A, a Muppet cabbage or vegetable or whatever. And yet there's actual apples that yeah. Rizzo and. Gonzo. Or, you know, Charles Dickens in this case <laughs> is is you know, flogging. So it's like, it's like there's talking oh, no. apples and there's yeah. actual apple apples. So it's like a bit like, you know, like a, a Pluto and Goofy type of thing. One's more evolved than the other. I thought you were going to say cheeses for us Mises. That's my favourite line from the beginning of it. I was like, every time it comes on, I like look, even when I'm singing, I stop and I just look at Danny and then I'm like, and then after a while even since i've watched the film then i'll put if i'm having cheese i'll go jesus for the mises and paul just looks at me like you know trying to carry on for a week or it pretty Mm -hmm. much that line and i don't know why it's just so catchy the way that it's sung and everything there's just that first scrooge song yeah and i suppose it's like a a nice in the sense that you don't even realize that they've got that mix of humans and Muppets and it's just done so well that you don't really realise that there's anything, not not wrong, but it's just done so kind of like flawlessly mm-hmm. that you don't even think there's anything weird about it, that like this is just this is just the way it is mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's like a racial thing, isn't it, in a, in a sort of capacity to say, and are you going to refer back to this being like Pokemon where Pokemons live among each other into Detective huh? Pikachu. Are you going no, there? No, no. Ah. I don't know where you go with that, to be honest. <laughs> no, I just, I think I'm more meant, like, in real life, I feel like the Muppets is a race, basically, in this. In oh, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. They're not, like, any different. It's just they are Muppets instead. The, and... They just didn't happen. Yeah. yeah. You, don't, you don't really go, oh, that looks a bit jarring. Because, say, like, there's some yeah. ones where there's, like, some singing sheep doing the song and yet there's sheep walking around or horses that you know it's like yeah there's both both exist but you don't go mm, that's a bit strange really unless you, you know, poke holes at it but it's it's fine you don't, because it's like you just it's just a, a humorous thing that kind of fits into the the song and all that kind of stuff but like say like the fact of those background characters in you know with the establishing shot when you, you kind of see in over city of london all that kind of stuff and all that's i kind of enjoy like like say like the vegetables i have been Taken away, and then you know, like that other like, people hanging out the window and stuff, and all that kind of stuff. And there's a bit with the birds, and there's like a crow or something, and then there's these cats coming out of the window as yeah. well, trying to get to them. Yeah. And it's just so much going on within that first song. And you don't, I don't know, because I was looking back at it and trying to critique it and everything like that, I was then realizing how much work and effort has gone into this. Like, everybody yeah. is trying to puppeteer yeah. some form of way and how are you not seeing the strings how are you not seeing anything like that in... yes yeah, mostly i think done from the lower yeah, part like Kermie it? as well oh yeah like, yeah yeah when he's walking yeah, and yeah, certain things. Like yeah and now the fact that you know they've made 
a puppet that's probably going to be just used once for that one particular scene as well. You know, like the time and effort to put that mm. one. It's like, oh, we probably don't see you again until the very end when everybody's singing. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy to think about that for that capacity of stuff, the work that goes into it. But you've got to, you know, you, you make the city lively with rather than just having people, you make them lively with Muppets and people as well. And it kind of works in, in that capacity. What do you think of Michael Caine as Scrooge? I love him, yeah. And I think it's so good that you don't you don't see his face or anything or you just have like this, you know, he doesn't say anything at all. You just kind of see, you just see like him walking and everything. Mm-hmm. And then like the music and everything. And the very first thing you see is like his face and he's like... Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He turns around, he's like... What are you saying about me? I think, and then everyone's like, "No, no, no! no, no look at the time." Yeah, <laughs> like we really need to go because everybody's kind of been following him and talking about him. And <laughs> I suppose, in a way, like he, it kind of gives you that thing of he just doesn't, because he doesn't care what people think of, or if he does, he or he's just so like above it because because he's just so not self-absorbed but he just doesn't even think about what's going on around him he's more bothered about making money and things like that and he just doesn't see what's going on like these people are following him and talking about him and everything and he's just like meh I'm just gonna carry on about my day and things yeah he's kind of not he's somewhat so selfish that he's not aware of anyone else around him and what impact he has on Mm -hmm. others so I feel like for me, this time watching it around, because now I'm in a new role in my like accounting role, and obviously that's what Kermit. I'm sorry, I'm a cat. Yeah, Cratchit. Yeah, Cratchit. Yeah. But he's Kermit. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of he's like a bookkeeper, basically. That's his job, and he's struggling to obviously even ask for like Christmas Day off. Bless him, mm-hmm. and all the little other rats. rats. Yeah. Are obviously kind of it's quite funny isn't it that he works with loads of rats and basically then it's just Kermit the Frog yeah, yeah. in this a bookkeeping accounting mm-hmm. firm basically that's what it is mm-hmm. but they don't even have any coal or anything like that they're not allowed to have the fire on and they have to just be kept in the cold and I feel like that's somewhat similar to what I'm working in sometimes they turn the heating off at like three o'clock and you're like so I felt really relatable to Kermit. I kind of feel a bit relatable in the fact that obviously when I was do, so doing like the freelance stuff or what it was the old job where it was kind of like a, oh can I have Christmas off please kind of because yeah because yeah. you're freelance you will yeah, get it off it's like oh can please can I have the day off kind of thing or oh, just asking for a holiday kind of that kind of stuff so in, in a way that's the case but in obviously like other traditional tellings of the Christmas carols it's normally just Bob Cratchit on his own he doesn't have there's obviously in this case is rats but you know i think that just adds mm. to more the the humor and especially obviously like how would how would they feel if you were unemployed and then they're all doing yay it's so hot 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 or whatever they kind of say you know the the, the hawaiian <laughs> shirts and skirts and everything they got on whatever it's like oh it's so cold in here but <laughs> that those that level of humor as well obviously that's like very muppet isn't it like i think of things like in um muppets treasure island as well they kind of do mm. stuff like that so it's kind of funny I was like, why have they waited this long till like the end of day on Christmas Eve to ask for it off? <laughs> I know that they have to to make the film, but it grinds my gears because I'm like, why would you wait? Like, this cannot be the first year this has ever happened. Like, no. True. Think about it. Yeah. I guess obviously that's how Dickens wrote it. So for that capacity yeah uh, but uh, yeah yeah it's a bit of a hmm. and also wouldn't you want to know if you'd got christmas off or not because i know i would want to know if i was working that day or not unless unless he's recently joined the the firm that's essentially (laughs) i don't think he has has he Hmm. because it makes me sound like he's been there a while further along in the story but i also love the way that like so basically Scrooge kind of goes, all right, okay, I'm finishing for the day. You all close shop up basically for me mm-hmm. and walks off. But the way that it's all done to like the blessing, the little rats trying to jump up at the window and oh, grab the blinds and <laughs> all working together as a little team. And I don't know, that scene also, I just think feels quite cute and innocent. Well, it's because it's... it's the magic in the air. And it's a Kermit singing the song. So that's obviously a really nice song. I love it. it. 
Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. And like the, I suppose like the childish kind of nature of what Christmas brings out. Buzzing adults, and that's what it always makes me think of because they're being like mischievous when they're playing and where that little rat comes out where he's in his, like his, um, when he's clean, when they're cleaning the kind of, is it heater thing? And it's like, oh, yeah, it's just on the, yeah, and they're just being really mischievous. Yeah. And then when they go outside, it's like oh, the penguins are doing ice skating and that kind of stuff. It's again another muppetism, I suppose. <laughs> and it just feels so cozy, magical, sweet. And obviously, you know, Kermie's going home to to his family as well for Christmas Eve, so you can kind of see that like relief of his boss behind him, and he doesn't have to see him for a day, and he can actually go and enjoy time with his family which everybody wants at Christmas that's mm-hmm. that's kind of what you want to do you want to clock off and you want to wind down for a bit eat as much food as you can and enjoy yourself with your family don't you exactly yeah and there's that really nice shot where he he's it's almost like a, a pic you could have a, as a wallpaper background where Kermit's just like standing in the street and he's like on that side and you can just see the city and it's kind of he's just standing there looking at the skyline and the, the shooting star goes across the screen is like, oh, so it's really nice. And I think that's that's almost synonymous with the film as, as part of the things to, of like a memorable, like wholesome shot. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a recurring theme that they did after that, like with the shooting star. Whenever Kermit was there, they had like a moment in other films with that, there would be a shooting star. So sort of like, that was like a, a theme of the Jim Henson company, I think. Within where they've done that song, I think like that's the one kind of shot that every, everybody tended to use, don't they? Like social media, it's like only one more sleep till Christmas, and then him just being there. I know, I know, I I do it every year. It's mm-hmm. like every single Christmas Eve, I'm there, like with my pajamas yeah. on and my wine, <laughs> and that shot always goes on like Facebook or Instagram. It's like only one more sleep till Christmas. Oh, man. <laughs> I love that, and I think that's what Christmas it should be about. And I think this is what this film gives you, like. It shows you all your morals, but in such a nice way that you don't feel, I don't know, with the normal, like traditional ones, it's quite hard hitting. Whereas this, you're learning everything that you need to learn, but in a lovely, cute environment. Well, I know after, shortly after that scene, obviously Kermit's finished singing his song and then you see that he's walking off and then you see that little rabbit. Oh, don't even get me started. So it's still kind of hard hitting in that sense because... You know, like, uh, they still, yeah, they still got to remind you of obviously, like, in Victorian times, mm-hmm. that that was a thing that obviously people still, I mean, still people still are so homeless and struggling in the streets. But also, yeah. Scrooge is really mean to him earlier on. Oh, yeah, he was, yeah, when he's singing for his, <laughs> yeah, Penny for the Song Governor. And he gets the reef thrown at him, and it, oh, it always gets me. And then when I see him homeless as well, and I'm like, really, like, getting upset about this rabbit, and I don't know why I'm so attached to him, <laughs> but I am. Do you know what his name is, Emma? I don't. I didn't even know he was a rabbit. I've seen the film about nine thousand times, and I didn't know what he was, didn't even know he was a rabbit. All right. <laughs> what did you think he was? No, like a bear. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I guess he didn't have really long ears, so I guess you kind of you could have thought he was like a a, some, yeah. a large mouse or something, but. He's pretty sure it's yeah. a rabbit. No, it's because it, he's. Do you know the name? Yeah, no, I know his name because I did look it up thinking what what animal is he. Because I know you say he's a, a bunny but, or a rabbit, but yeah, I, I thought you'd just been like, oh, well, he kind of looks like one. But he's, Am I he's wrong? no, no, he's no, he's he's called Bean Bunny, and this is he's, he's apparently from he's you've been using other Muppets productions before that. I think more TV shows mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But this is his only movie related appearance. Let's say like you know when this, I was saying before about how they use Muppets for. You know, just like one scene or mm. one thing like that. So, but I think he's had a pretty redesigned for this film. I think more for again a sentimental reason than to have him be the the one also appear later on when he's like, oh, what day is it? It's Christmas Day and all that kind of stuff. So it's reusing him yeah. for that, so it works. But yeah, he comes around full circle and it's okay. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. When you do see him like huddled and everything, like you say, like it does bring out you had that kind of joyous kind of song, and then. Yeah, they don't you don't they don't say anything but then it you know it, you realize actually that, that this is has still got a dark mo- the dark moments even though it is kind of like a a christmas kind of children's film mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and obviously then going on to like you know when Scrooge is going back to his house and sees the the Marley on the door knocker and all that kind of stuff. That freaks me out when I was little. I was so petrified when the knocker turns into the Marley, both Marley, two Marleys in this. Oh, and then when they arrive in the room, I remember being so so scared of both Marleys with the chains and my mum. She's not daft. I was like. I don't want to end up like them. Well, you're going to have to be a good girl then, Sophie, or all them chains in your life are going to tear you down. And I'm like, Jesus. Like, So then I just had to be really good. That's why I'm such a good girl, Paul. You Where's see? That right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> From the Muppets. I love that. I think it's one of the best the, the best songs in it. It probably shouldn't make me happy, but it does. <laughs> <laughs> it gets me I'm proper sing along. <laughs> you know, it's like, the, like a hard-hitting lesson about you know, like not being greedy, but it's like, yeah, it's, it's a great song. Yeah. It is really catchy. So, yeah. so catchy. No, I do like it. And I think the interaction with, obviously, our Scrooge character, what's his, Michael Caine? Yeah. Actually thinking about it, how he acts with the Muppets, like actually treating them like they are human beings, basically. I know obviously you can physically see a Muppet there and it's moving. It's a lot easier than, say, like Space Jam, where Michael Jordan's trying to look at, a, 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 like, I don't know, a, a tennis ball or something, yeah. whatever they use to, like, look at, look at, here, here this way. It's a mm. CG, uh, computer generated image where, you know, just sort of vaguely look that way and we'll we'll fix it in post. Whereas this, obviously, because of physical air, it's a lot easier to interact with. Well, you can look in the right direction, yeah, but yeah. you're still, your expressions it's, and your emotions, yeah. you're still acting to yeah. a Muppet at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what my favourite song is. Do you have one, like, from throughout film? The opener, I do adore. The Scrooge. And I always yeah. sing the... Blah, blah, blah. I do, but I always get it wrong when I do it, because I don't think it is actually right after I sing the... Season two, be jolly and joyous. Yeah. Then I do the falala, but it's not. It's further down. But I just feel like the falala has to come after that now. Uh, right. So I'm making up my own remix. Okay. The one that I'm not too keen on as such for a song, but is when Tiny Tim or Robin is the character, the little frog's name in the Muppets, no, is doing his. Tim. Huh. Not called Tiny. No, he's, he's called Tiny Tim, but. He's Robin is the you know like Kermit and Miss Piggy. Oh, yeah. Right, got you. yeah, yeah, yeah. His his song is I don't really care. The only thing that's kind of impactful is the fact that he's like coughs at the end of it, which is kind of something that they don't normally do in other iterations yeah. of the Christmas Carol to you know show the impact that he is actually sick yeah. and you know because you know he's going to eventually die if Scrooge doesn't change his ways. What's he saying when he says it? Depreciate the. Oh, you better do it quick and decrease the surplus population. Yeah, I'm the same. The so- even though it's a nice like ballad and stuff, I'm just like a little a little bored. But when when he starts when they do this, this thing, I don't know. He don't it don't properly pull up my heartstrings. Mm. But did you know that there's a missing song? Oh yes, I did know that. Yeah, yeah. I wondered if you did. <laughs> did oh you- look at it. <laughs> <laughs> did you check it out? Because what I. What I learned was that the fact that it was on um, on Disney Plus, there's like an extras section that you can check out the song on. Ooh. You know, like you can scroll through and it's like a extras, almost like a DVD or whatever. Yeah. And you can scroll through and there's like there's the a different version. You can watch the the film with the song in, or you can just watch the section where the song is in that would have that was taken out from the film. The was it Lo- love is love is gone the one that um, Bell sings. And I can kind of see why they took it out because it was serious upsetting for children. Yeah. Because Michael Caine's like, you know, in tears and I think that was quite quite saddening in a way. So the fact that it, it did that, and because obviously when you watch the normal version and she just kind of walks off and Rizzo's crying, it's a bit like, it's a bit jarring, like, it wasn't that upsetting, dude. Yeah. But in the context of the song that was included, then yeah, it makes total sense. Have you seen the song, Em? Yeah, I so when I we had it on like VHS, so when the original one that we had had the song in it, and then when I went to buy the DVD when I was a lot older, um, when I wasn't allowed to buy it, even though what? because it was a PG and I was like 17 years <laughs> old and didn't have any ID, and I was like, I've seen this film about 97,000 times, and they were like, No, you need to have 
parental guidance and I was like I'm 17 years old and they were like no you can't sell you I was like what <laughs> but but after buying the DVD and then realizing it didn't have it in and you kind of like I'm sure I remember googling it and thinking have I just made up an entire song that in my head of like mm. what on earth where's it gone thinking I'm sure there was a song I'm sure there was a song mm. and yeah that's yeah I remember watching I've actually watched it with the original so and I still miss it now but I didn't even know you could because we actually I think we own, own it on DVD oh. so I don't think we'd I didn't know you could watch it with the scene in so I've kind of got used to watching it without mm. the scene in now yeah. But I still miss it, if that makes sense. So I've never seen the extended version with the song before. So my version's always been the original kind of what I would associate the Muppets without the, the song in. Maybe it was there when I was little, possibly, but I just don't remember it. And growing up, watching it and re-watching it again and again as being older, the first time I've seen it is Paul showing me it the other night, basically. And I was like, oh, I didn't know there was an extended version of the Muppets. And I kind of understand, like you said, Paul, why they did cut it out. And I think when you're a bit older and you've got a relationship and you've got a loved one, it kind of, I don't know, for me, it was like, oh, well, if I'm prioritising work or somebody else or anything, you can kind of understand why that love would separate. And he, his morals were, oh, I just want more money, more money, instead of spending that money with the people you love. (laughs) And when he's older and he's kind of looking at the, the future, no, well, I can always get this wrong. Present. The past. Past. There we go. We'll get there, shall we? When he's looking at the past and he's proper sobbing at the fact that... So it's like old Michael Caine with his younger <laughs> would-have-been wife. And it, I don't know, it just made me get really quite upset uh-huh. by how much he's missed out on because he's just wanted greed, basically. Hmm. So I think it's a good way to portray it. Would I want it added in all the time? Probably not. <laughs> no, it's it's good to have the option, I suppose, mm. if you, especially if it's on the platform of Disney Plus, where you could do that if you really wanted to. But yeah, like I say, like for majority of my viewings, it's been the the, the case where it's the song's been cut, and I hadn't been like, I just thought no, that's a bit weird. Why is Rizzo crying so much <laughs> in that particular scene after she walks away? But it's edited in the, in a way that kind of gets the flows to make sense, I suppose. But yeah, there's one part where going off the top of with it that is also kind of a bit random but i don't know why it is the case there's like a bit where resources about the jelly beans it's like oh it's you oh they're in my pocket the whole time and he goes like gonzo's like and he's like what and then he just randomly kisses him on the nose it's like what what what's (laughs) why does he do that it seems so random i love that bit i don't i think there's just bits of the muppets that of of the of the um the film I can like quote and a nose coming up and I get excited. Yeah. And that's one of them. Like it seems that I remember. So yeah. I remember Heat Wave when then getting told off for they're not why they're not allowed to have the like the no more coal and things because it's cold. And then the bit about the jelly beans when he when he and he's like, You could fit through the bars this whole time. And he's yeah. like, Yes, yeah. why? Like it's uh because he has to go back and get his jelly beans. I don't know why, I just remember it and I, I get excited every time it comes up and even though it's something really small and it don't add anything to the story whatsoever, but that there's these, these little like pockets of like almost like joy, I don't know. Just I get you because it's like almost like cutaways, isn't it, from mm. the, the main story with the, obviously like the, let's say, banter, I suppose, between Rizzo yeah. and Gonzo and on that. Yeah, think... Obviously because he's like a narrator that's overlooking the, mm. the story which i don't think is something that the other one the films do it's kind of like obviously it's to add to for, to explain to the the kids what's what's going on really with the story and i think like they say like those little bits especially when i can't i think it's when he goes he's in the past and he get rizzo gets frozen into an icicle and then in like kind of gets him out this freezing thing and he just smashes him on the table <laughs> and that kind of stuff it's like, oh i think i should be thankful for that kind of yeah, and or wiping his, you know, clean the window with him, and all that kind of stuff, using him as a yeah. rag. I think it like just that. brings the Muppet humor across yeah. so much. Well, having them narrate it throughout, and you get these special moments where, like the jelly bean scene, which I absolutely adore, like him, because he's up on the high gate, kind of getting scared, thinking he has to climb over, and he can't jump down. 
And then, oh, I can actually just fit through it this entire time. And you can see, like, Gonzo is getting quite annoyed with him. But at the same time, you get the little kiss at the end. So it's, like, endearing and sweet. And I don't know. I think that's all kind of worked well. Part of the charm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, one of my favourite bits is, again, like, probably, like, I think it's quotable. It's like, like the lamp, not the rat, like the lamp, not the rat. (laughs) He says his tail on fire. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. I love that bit, yeah, because it's so funny. And things like, you know, when the Clayton in where he goes to the present and he falls down the chimneys on the goose and it's like, oh, oh, I land on something. So, oh, it's hot, hot. Yeah, like he's walking on coals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he just, and I think he gets to show you a little bit more of that like relationship as well in like those little moments that it's not just, they're not somebody who's just delivering it because that's their role to deliver the story. They've still got that that relationship. Do you know, I need to probably rewatch a bit more of the most because I don't are they actually that close in like all the other ones? Like are they more of like a like a duo? Yeah, I think they are, yeah, yeah. Because like in I am certainly in like Muppets Treasure Island and stuff, they are like that. Mm. And I think other things they they are more like I don't know when if this is probably like maybe the first time they were kind of the established. Lead, I don't know yeah. when I think Gonzo's been from sort of almost the start, really. Mm, I think I yeah. don't know. Rizzo came in a bit later, I think. Yeah. As a side, under the side character, then they kind of introduced him more and more into the the Muppets universe, mm. I guess. <laughs> no, I think it it just works on a, a level to sort of like say like tell the story, but have that humour to to go along with it to make it a more endearing, really, and break up this. May some say some of this. The, scary stuff even though obviously when they come to the, the ghost of the future and they're like oh you're on your own kids <laughs> we'll see you at the end <laughs> in the finale and they just like bugger off yeah. i like that about them though because it yeah. makes me realize that it is scary and this is the dark part and we don't want to narrate it <laughs> yeah can we talk about miss piggy in this because i absolutely adore miss piggy and she is just i don't know it First of all, I think it's quite funny and comical that the children, if it's a boy, it's a frog. And if it's a girl, it's a pig. Because <laughs> really, to be fair, if they're going to have children, it would be a half frog pig thing. Which which they did do in, I don't know if you've seen Muppets Most Wanted. I think it's one of the newer films Mm-mm. where they, there was like a, a dream sequence or something where they showed like if they had kids, it would like it was like a green pig and like a pink frog. Frog, it kind of looked like a worm <laughs> in like in the cutaway scene. If you Google it, I think I'm gonna have to. You, you, you'll see it. It's a bit like, ooh, it's a bit weird. But yeah, it makes it obviously like your know, crossbreed type of thing. That's what it would look like. But um, yeah, obviously, I think for the, the sake of the film, it's just probably easier just doing like, oh yeah, just a smaller versions of Miss Piggy. Yeah. Feel like stuff gonna fall out with me, to be fair, because I'm not a Miss Piggy fan. I will never fall out with you, Em, but. I don't know if you can see that. That's what it would look like. I have nightmares. About yeah. a green pig and a worm, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. which is a pink frog. <laughs> but I feel like Miss Piggy is one of those things. She's like Marmite. You either love her or you hate her. And I just love her for her sass. Yeah. She's not particularly, she's not as sassy as she is in normal films or the TV shows or whatever. So I yeah, she's not so bad in in this, and I think it's not on not until like maybe halfway through the film that she appears. Because mm-hmm. obviously, it's like in the Christmas present where you can see like in Bob Cratchit's house and stuff. And yeah, she's quite subdued actually. <laughs> <laughs> she's not doing the hiya or anything like that, <laughs> like she normally does in other films. But <laughs> I feel like she's just sticking up for a man in this one, isn't she? Mm-hmm. She just wants the best for her family, and I think. She's not, I don't know, I feel like she just wants the best for everybody. And I feel like there's one line where she goes, is it, I always get Bob, it's Bob Cratchit, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's saying, thank you to Scrooge for presenting the um, feast. The feast. Yeah. And she's like, feast? What feast? I'm not toasting to Mr. Scrooge. And she's <laughs> proper. And her head always shakes like this. It just gets me. And the kids are like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they're just, the tone of like the girl pigs are literally just mini me's of Miss Piggy, like mm-hmm. literally. Mm-hmm. And then obviously you've got that kind of scene where Tiny Tim's like kind of agreeing with his dad somewhat, mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, like the founder of the feast. And she's like, 
hardly giving you anything. And I feel like that's a woman kind of portrayed really well in Miss Piggy. Like the man can be kind of grateful and thinks he's got a lot. And the woman's like, mm, have you? I'm going to be realistic about this. <laughs> you know, you you won't, You need to have more. You deserve more. Like you do a lot for this person and they pay you a pittance. It's not fair. And I think women seem to be able to find out what is right and fair and even a lot more easier than a male perspective. I don't know. I really think that scene is the maker or breaker of it, isn't it? Because without Scrooge seeing that. Yeah. You know, and the, seeing Tiny will, will, will Tiny poorly. Tim live? And I see a crutch, you know, in the <laughs> leaning against the mm. or chair with no, yeah, that kind of yeah. line. Obviously, I think it's you know ambiguous, but not really because you know they just say he's not going to live if you don't change your ways. Basically, yeah, he's going to die. <laughs> well, yeah, because when he goes and sees his, you know, when he goes and sees his nephew and they're playing that game in the, do you not think his nephew is really mean in that scene when he's like? You know, he's he's um he's an unwanted creature and stuff. I like, I'm like, I'm like, I know he's being horrible and I know he's being selfish and like I know they don't know that he can he's there. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you're still talking about somebody who you've kind of you've been to you've been and you've you've seen the day before, mm-hmm. like and you've said to family and you've invited him to come. Like you've I know at the beginning he's like, well, you can come and have Christmas dinner with me and Car- Clara. Yeah, yeah. And then you go see that scene, and I'm like, "What? What? Are you not being unnecessarily mean there?" Like, I don't know. No, I, 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 I get what you mean because, like, in the one that I watched with my mum and dad, and the nephew in that is is more more caring and kind. He's like, "Oh, you know, like I will always ask him to invite him to Christmas because you know, like I'm I'm that kind of way inclined about things and." and Clara is like, oh, you're too kind, kind of thing. That he's sticking up for Scrooge, even though he's, he knows he's grumpy and all that kind of stuff. Whereas, yeah, in this, he's a bit spiteful in in mm. a, a way, like unnecessarily. But and it, there's there's nothing really established in in this. I know it's for kids and kind of just like I'll just get to the thing and just say that he doesn't really yeah. care too much for there's him. There's nothing but, rekindled. Yeah, in his family, it's not there? really delved into much. Whereas other ones, he's, he's probably is more so and there's more reason to go into that. But it's yeah. I feel like it's it's one of those things where Scrooge is. I don't know. I feel like if you have one of those people in your life that's a family member, where it's okay for you to slag them off, but if anyone else did it, you'd be like, hmm, your back would go up. Like, how can you talk about that person like that? Only I'm allowed to kind of slag them them off, and you love them because they're family, and you wouldn't disown them or anything like that even though you know what kind of character they are. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of what Scrooge is. He's selfish, he's greedy. He doesn't care about anybody else and he just wants to sit on a pile of money. And I think the moral of it is basically, well, once you die, you can't take your money with you. The Egyptians tried, it's obviously still there. So <laughs> It's their beliefs, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You might as well just enjoy your life while you're here, basically, in the present. Mm-hmm. It's obviously ultimately that's why. Problematicals, Emma. <laughs> All this stuff can bring up the Egyptians. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't have their money still, would we? If it were like in the tombs, otherwise it'd go oh. with him. So we know that that's factually not right. <laughs> yeah, it's like a shelf of DVDs and uh, Blu-rays yeah. and stuff. It's like I'm not, they're not going to they're not going to come with me and be no, like, they're oh, not poor. they're really not, darling. They might be in your memories. Yeah. But they're not the, the actual physical thing's not going to come with you. Have a digital library. Not getting buried with them. <laughs> Imagine, I need a massive copy. Look, I'm thinking about you dying, putting you in with your DVDs. Like I'm not even sounding sad about it. What's going on? Like, no, just too much room. I've got. We've gone very sinister for the uh-huh. Muppets here, haven't we? There is. I will tie it back in though. Mm. So when we do see Scrooge dying and we kind of see it in his... We don't see him dying. We see his well, gravestone. No. Yeah, we see that he's dead, basically. Yeah. There we go. And the scene where everyone's like stealing all this stuff. Oh, I've just taken off this um, bedding. It's still warm and the, all of that kind of seedy environment where actually everything you've worked, earned for, lived for, Means nothing now because you're dead, and everyone else is just, just gonna reaping the rewards. You know, yeah, selling it on for a yeah. quick book. Yeah, 
I don't know. I just feel a bit like when I see that, I, that was one of my like least favorite parts because yes, okay, that being an absolute twat, but at the same time, no one really yeah, cares when for him. Says, wants who is, to be you know, there he's like, I know these people, like, like you know, I, I go, and you're like, oh. I think it's finally hitting fine that people have been talking to him, to, you know, talking about him behind his back. And, you know, like when at the beginning of the film, when they're all singing about him and he was all a bit in his own world, he's actually realising that people were talking about him. And I think mm-hmm. that thing that is kind of everybody's, I swear, like a bit of, you know, fear, like just people are like, oh, do people talk about me like that? Like, if you, you hope to be a good person, and I'm like, no, people don't talk about me like that. Exactly, and I think that's the thing. You are a good person, though, and I will, I'll just reassure you on that one, because you are. <laughs> but also, it does make you think, well, hmm, I wonder what people do say about me, but also what legacy you leave when you do die. So... Yeah, you obviously want to leave a good impression with people rather than, you know, if you're stingy, tight ass. Oh, like, yeah. oh, good riddance. Yeah, Thanks, yeah, you're so gone. That's a, you know, no second thought on you. Yeah. And people only want to go to your funeral because they're going to have, like, he's like, there's going to be a free lamb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's quite sad, really, when you think about it, isn't it? Hmm. I think that's what this film kind of gives you. And every year, it kind of gives me that bit of awakening. Like, if I've been a bit of an ass or I'm not. D- being there or being as present as you want to be because life just kind of kicks you in the face it kind of makes you think actually there is a reason why you need to be like that with people and make an effort and you know care for people and I think it yet again you're going to tell me off it kind of links back to it's a wonderful life doesn't it yeah you kind of reflect on that and it's like oh you change your ways because of that you're thinking Mm -hmm. oh this is how my life would be if yeah that would be the case yeah and so like oh you know I will and what impact do yeah, I have on others yeah. to to improve their life? So, for example, Scrooge improves Bob Cratchit and his family's life by increasing that his salary. Like paying off his mortgage, yeah. Exactly. And then that makes him have a better life, whereas if Scrooge stuck in his ways, then it could have gone a darker path. Mm-hmm. I do think, actually, think about it, that it's probably my favourite song, you know, when he's, um, what's it called, Thankful Heart is when Michael Caine's singing at the end and he's, you know, gathering all the people to get the food and all the, the stuff together to take to Bob Cratchit. I think it's probably my favourite song. Oh, that is such a good song, actually. Yeah, yeah. and you see him, obviously... I don't like it. Oh, do you not? Oh, really? Oh. I don't like it. <laughs> I think it's because everybody gets involved and I'm like, where are all these people coming from? This house is not that big. And I'm like, true, I like true, it. True, yeah, they're standing I, in the street, yeah. Yeah, and I know, I do think it's a good song. I just think it got, mm. and I, I think if it was a tiny, tiny little bit shorter, I probably would like it. But I think because it's near, near the end, well, it is the end of the film, Yeah, I always want it to be a bit more uplifting, you know, a bit more joyous, where I think it's a bit of a warbler. <laughs> a warbler? I am thinking of the right one, aren't I? Thankful part. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Everyone's... Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the 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 one that we're thinking of the right film now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's where I think if you're on about the fact that everyone's crowding in the house, it's that one when is they... it the love we found. Yeah, love when love is found, it's like the almost like the re- reprise of when love is gone. Obviously, in 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 contrast to when the cut song that was sung by Bell, yeah, just like twisted, and they're you know it's they're all singing at the very end just before the credits come on that's when everybody's yeah yeah, crowded in that house and they're all singing the street that's yeah i don't care for that too much but it's like yeah how how, you know like one how have they cooked the turkey so quick because it wasn't even cooked (laughs) when they took it to the to the house so it's like you've got to leave Mm -hmm. that for like how many hours huge as well yeah also the little rabbit having to carry it bless me it's like double his size and he's like this with the turkey all those shocks are meant to be closed. True, but yeah. maybe it was different in the Victorian times. Not like nowadays, where it's like, yeah, no, we'll close for Christmas, mate. Well, to be fair, they used to close for two, two weeks, I think, at Christmas. Like, I remember <laughs> my mum remembering, like, no shops would be open, and that's why you'd have to do your big shop, because 
the actual shops would not be open on like Boxing Day or the day after. Mm -hmm. You would have to live two weeks out going to the actual shops. It would be everything's closed for yeah. two weeks of Christmas. Imagine that now. Everyone would go oh, into God. chaos and they wouldn't yeah, know what to do with yeah. themselves. No. Everybody's back on eat. I've run out of milk. Done. Got no bread. Yeah. Everyone panics when you have a bit of snow and that always happens. I remember one time at uni that happened and it's like, oh no, we've got to get milk and bread from the, the co-op and, and it was like, it's sparse because it's like, yeah. you know, like, oh, it's the end of the world. Got to get rations. You mean like COVID with a toilet yeah. paper? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's I'm more recent. pasta. Yeah. 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 Oh dear. Oh, is there anything else, Emma? We want to. I uh, so I made notes, and in typical kind of, you know, school day fashion, mm -hmm. the dog ate them. He actually did. <laughs> the dog ate my homework. <laughs> oh, that it, um, I think the bit I like the the things that I do like about the film is that one of the things I think that makes it a bit more like timeless is that although i tried reading the book tried so hard but it's just so like you know long because <laughs> i think they got it um that but i like how they like whole like you know like lines of the actual book itself to go along with the film so it's like just they haven't just like made a made dialogue to kind of make the the film up to date for the blowies. kids, yeah, yeah, date yeah, and things like that. They've actually used like the like the way that the book's written it. You know, like the bit about the tiny Tim, and he goes, "Tiny Tim, who did not die." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a way you could have like said that a bit nicer, but no, that's the way it was actually. It's actually written yeah. in the book. Yeah. Oh wow, that's amazing! I love that. You're like, oh, okay, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I do like that line as well because it's quite like harsh, but then cheery the way he goes, did not die. <laughs> and he's like, so it's kind of like, it's like a backhanded one, isn't it? It's a bit weird. Yeah, yeah. But I love it. But the delivery of it works well. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. But obviously, like, you know, obviously the things like you keep Christmas in your heart way and I'll keep it in mine. Those kind of mm. things that, oh, it's a, it's a fine thing of like picking a man's pocket every december 25th and all that kind of stuff so there's yeah incorporating that that stuff i'm guessing that what gonzo says at the beginning like the marley's were dead from the beginning that's probably from the start of the book isn't it actually I mean, yeah that, yeah and you're like oh this is going to be interesting to to like watch because you're kind of thinking mm. how is it gonna like set it to you know set the tone but i think in that way as well it's probably a good one for like parents that are watching it with the kids and maybe have read the book and then they're like oh, okay and then it's, it's one of those it's not just a kids film it's like a it is a family friendly film like my, mm -hmm, like yeah. when i go to my when i still lived at my parents they my dad used to be like what are we, all right we're gonna put christmas carol on now at eight o'clock and everybody's had the you know the tea and the and poured the drinks mm -hmm. <laughs> and we'd all we'd you know we'd put it on and everybody would sit around and watch it they were there's only two films that we ever watched in our house at so Christmas, mm -hmm. and that was Christmas Carol, Christmas It's Christmas Carol, and then Sound of Music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for her to say a Christmas film, and then she said Sound of Music. I was like, huh? All right. We haven't seen that actually, but no. maybe that's something we should cover next year, I think, because I know it's quite long, though, isn't it, Emma? It's like three hours something. Uh, yeah, it's real. It's a Sunday. It's a Sunday film, I feel like, when you're a little that bit. Sunday older, afternoon, yeah. Yeah, and uh -huh. you just you can yeah. just chill on the sofa because it is very long. Okay, cool. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but on topic, of, there's 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 certain films that feel like not necessarily Chris, inherently Christmas films, but they're kind of always you know, things like Mary Poppins or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, they the kind Wizard of Oz. Yeah, that, that. They're, they're yeah, kind of synonymous with Christmas. They're always they're on, on the telly, telly after Christmas yeah. or like round Boxing Day, yeah, aren't they? Yeah. 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 I don't know, yeah, somehow tradition, but I think it's just because they're timeless classics, really, and everyone enjoys them. And Willy Wonka, you know, you're eating all the chocolate anyways at yeah, Christmas, so, so you can yeah, relate. Yeah, yeah. I do like at the fact the the very end when it's like, oh, th thanks for watching the film. And it's like, if you like this, you should read the book. And I think that's a good way, obviously, like to nod to the kids as well, like you know, like you know, go go read some literature as well as mm. watch the film and learn get you learn more of the dialogue from that period and stuff and get you more involved so it's kind of a good good thing for them to to do that 
I think it's just like a historical piece within the Muppets. Like, so you kind of get in the history somewhat and the morals and lessons and learnings all in a Christmassy kind of Muppet performance. Yeah, nice Christmas, all nicely wrapped in a Christmas bow. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, right, I've only got two other things to bring up, I think, and then we'll go to the scoring, okay. I think. Well, I mean, well, I think we kind of know what it's going to be. but <laughs> um, The fact that it did mostly well at the box office, but it suffered a little bit due to the fact it had competition from Home Alone 2, which is... Like, if you were to go, if there was, which would, I guess you would probably go see Muppets if you had the choice, if you were of that era, 1992, mm. and you were of an age where you can go to the cinema, you'd go to see the Muppets, I presume, Emma. I would go because I don't like Home Alone, so I wouldn't have gone to see Home Alone what too. What is happening, Emma? <laughs> what is, I don't understand. I've never met anyone who said them words before. I thought we were friends. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. This is a whole new debate that I want to unravel. Oh well, before you go into that, see previous episode for our Home Alone 1 and 2 review. Maybe we talked about everyone there. Yeah, go on. Reasons why not yeah, to like Home Alone. Go on. Oh, I just, I can't. I, I just, I can't. I don't. I tried watching it and I just think, I could understand why it's a timeless classic when I put my teeth in. But I find him annoying. I find the whole family annoying. The only people I like are the burglars. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, they're the best part. Yeah. They are, but and and the and the, the weird pigeon dove lady, is that first or the second one? That's the second, second. film. Oh yeah. well that and do I won't get started now because she creeps me out. But so I think I have seen the second one. Right. But I just just for our listeners and so everyone can vision my face. I literally think I'm doing the part where Kevin gets all the aftershave and puts it on his face and he's like <laughs> mouse wide open. Feel like I've like negative twenty points or something now in like friendship scar. I am shocked, Emma. I am shocked. I was waiting for her to love Home Alone. She surprises me every time. Yeah. Keep me on my toes. I can't say Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't have predicted that to be fair. I thought you would be like, oh, I, I love it because it's like it feels very Christmassy, especially the first one. Yeah, she's shocked. Yeah, that's that's. I don't think I've ever met anybody who who, do, who says <laughs> outright goes, I don't like. I just don't like it. Yeah, Home Alone. Yeah. Like no, like if, if, I, if, if it was on the telly and it was the only thing to watch. Hmm. I'd probably read a book. I'm blinking frantically. I have one more important question. Yeah. This, this is a deal breaker. You know what I'm No, have. I don't know, but I'm I'm scared. <laughs> what the what the what you're gonna say and what the outcome the answer's gonna be coming. Emma? Yeah. Is Die Hard a Christmas film? Don't worry, there's no ju- there's no judgment. I won't hate you. No. You say you want to say no because I think it is a no. I don't think it's a Christmas yeah. film. I think it's a film. Well, obviously it's a film. <laughs> <laughs> it's a film. It's a film based around Christmas. Yeah. It, and also, you could. I feel like Die Hard is not one that you would watch just specifically at Christmas. It's one that you can watch year round. Therefore, not a Christmas film. Like, uh, like obviously Muppets Christmas Carol. You wouldn't watch in like February. You just no, it's not got the same message. Where Die Hard, you can watch it. You can be like, oh, I wish it was snowing. Oh, I'd like my tree up. I agree with Emma. Now she's just gone like sky high. You're back in the good she's book. Back up. Yes, that was a deal breaker. If she'd have said yes, I'd have been like, she's breaking my heart. But was it one of the point you said you'd got? Yeah, yeah. It was the fact that this was originally planned. To be a television special, well, like a Christmas special, just like made for TV film, you know, like you mm. get sometimes. Which, interestingly enough, there was a different Muppets film that was a Christmas related that that was made for television, which mm-hmm. came out many years later, like two thousands, I think. Which we might cover next year because of Christmas. Y- yeah, next Christmas. So look forward to that in the future. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, you have to remember that now. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll bank that. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've even so, heard of that one. I think it's because you. I think this is one that you are like. I've seen Muppets Treasure Island. That's the only other Muppets one I've seen. Mm. Uh, but this is the one that I always go back to. Do you like Muppets Treasure Island? So. That is a good one. To be yeah, fair. yeah. Those, like, the, those are the two. Like, yeah, high, yeah, high, high ones. Yeah, hundred percent. Did you see the one with um? Was it Jason Segel or whatever he's called in it? The the one that was I don't know. It was a few years, late mid two thousand and tens. It was just called the Muppets, and it had that character called Walter in, and it was like a re redoing of the, the thing that like they were getting the the group together and they had sure that they were gonna like call. a telethon and a telethon, yeah yeah I have seen it. It's not. It's not stuck in my head, though, so I wouldn't be able to say any details of it. But I have seen it. This is why I love Emma, because she's just like me. If it's not notable and worthy, <laughs> it just goes in the trash bin in your head and it's like, gone. I'm not valuing that. I'm like, I no, won't be watching that again. <laughs> oh, I literally could talk about the Muppets, though, Christmas Carol, <laughs> all day long and still be happy. And even, like, for example, as we watched it, well, we watched it with my sister and then we kind of recapped again, didn't we, and watched it. And I still watch it again and towards Christmas. I feel like I could watch that so many times mm-hmm. and not get bored yeah. of it. Because when I was rewatching it again, like thinking, oh, I'll just take notes. I didn't end up taking actually any more notes. I kind of just like so engrossed in watching the film again. It's like, I think I just skipped through a couple of the songs and I, I just see if it would pick up anything on the, obviously like for like the, the camera work and or anything like that. But I mean, it's, it's pretty flawless in how it, tackles it you know they say like with the victorian style and all that kind of stuff mm. and the, the sort of like what obviously what's synonymous with you know oh that's where like go, the sort of story ghost story sort of originated from at that point in time really so it kind of have that atmosphere and creepy and but also uh, the facts of how things in this film kind of work in a way that's still like pleasant as well mm. and happy and joyous and you kind of just go along with the and you can't really fault anything about it really you might nitpick some of the things like we've done but it's in minor all in all, comparisons yeah because yeah. i rewatched it and i did i did take notes but then i also made donny like pause it so that i didn't miss any of the film even though i've seen t- seen it ninety seven thousand <laughs> times and was actually i was actually talking before the uh, before it even said <laughs> anything and i was still like you need to pause <laughs> even though i knew what was coming up i just go like i don't want to miss anything I do know what you mean, and it's one of those things where it's just everything's golden, and it is so quotable as this film that the amount of times that you've watched it over and over again, you just have so many lines like stick with you from it, and I think that's what makes it just a family pleaser in, yeah, yeah. in total. Yeah, one that you kind of watch every year. Every yeah. year, like Home Alone. So, are we making Emma? Yeah, first? I, yeah. Well, so we do but, it from one to ten if you don't remember. But ten uh, being the highest, one being the lowest. So Emma, what is your score? Nine point five. Ooh. Nine point five. Yeah. yeah. What what would make it a full ten? Um, I don't know. Ten. Put the song back in. So I feel like if I need to rewatch the I'm gonna have to rewatch the full thing. And yeah, get rid of well, get rid of the creepy. I think it, it brings it down. It's just that the creepy doll thing always brings it down for me. But I think if we, you no, know if I'm, if I'm, no, I'm gonna go to ten. I'm gonna change it to a ten because I feel like it's one of those things. It's not aged well, but it's still such a good film. Well, ten. I thought, yeah, that, honestly, when you said nine point five, I think oh, well, I... what the hell? Like, <laughs> I think in, it's got to, it's got to be a ten, but. It's yeah, and despite the fact that obviously I haven't grown up with the film and everything, I love the Muppets, and it does. It's got. I can't really find many faults with it. All the very very minor things, if you're going to go into great detail with stuff, so it's a ten from me. I have to think long and hard about this one. Really, really do. I mean, you know, Emma just gave it a nine point five and then bumped it up by a zero point five. For me, it's a no-brainer. It's absolutely wonderful. It gives me so much joy. I adore it. It's colourful, it's vibrant, and then it's got Jim Henson as the, you know, obviously, sadly, it does credit to him as well. Yeah, because it was 
that came out af- after the fact of yeah but they still carried yeah. on and did a really good job for his name and everything and it's just beautiful and it's the muppets so it's a massive massive 10 from from me i think it's a 10 all around yeah. and i think it's really nice to end on a christmas high yeah absolutely yeah mm-hmm. i can't say like a better film to end the month out with really as a review and and want to thank you once again emma for joining us on this episode i've really enjoyed it me too and you've got an instagram page haven't you emma and you'd like to plug that if you would uh, m underscore hayton yep that's right i remember this because i always use emma's um when we do the patreon part because i can't say shani's for the life of me <laughs> i i I cop out every time. Whereas Emma's is so easy to say. <laughs> yeah, nice and easy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you do want to follow Emma and you think she's amazing like I do, then please go look at her Instagram page and it probably be spawned with loads of doggy pictures because Lenny's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So thank you once again, Emma, for joining us and and happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, see, exactly. Merry Christmas, Paul. Yeah. That's why you went wrong. Merry. Yeah, she have said, God bless us, everyone. One and all. <laughs> this time I'm going to go, achoo! I have no idea why. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks very much, Emma, again. Have a Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.